all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ah, feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we say we are open and we are ready. On this first Sunday of the last month of this year, God, we need to end strong. Because the way you end the thing determines the way that you begin the thing. And so, God, we declare that we're going to end this year strong so we can begin 2022 even stronger. So we tell you that we are open and that we are ready. Speak, Lord. Open your mouth. Say, speak, Lord. Come on, open your mouth and say it again. Say, speak, Lord. Say, I'm open and I'm ready. Say, I need direction concerning my next in Jesus' name. Can you put a praise behind that before we get into the word? Uh Uh-uh, I need this atmosphere right. Can you put a praise behind that before we get into the word? Matter of fact, the Bible says put on the garment of praise for the spirit. I know you're about to receive, but baby, if you're ready to receive, you're going to get the results much more quickly in your life. I'm about to give you five seconds and an opportunity to worship. Go five, four, three, two, one. Shout, I'm open and I'm ready. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. This series is called Christmas is Forgiving because each message is literally a gift to you. As a matter of fact, I found your gift. I don't know about you, but during Christmas time, I like my stuff set out in its own separate section so that I don't have to go look through everybody else's gifts to get to my stuff. Watch me. Your gift is sitting up by itself. Can I help you? Watch me. God has prepared some things for you that this series is about to show you where those things he's prepared at. And you're not going to have to look through nobody else's stuff. God's going to set it aside just for you. I dare you to elbow somebody next to you. Say, God set some things aside for you. Uh So you're not going to have to look through anybody else's. Tell them. Say, you're not going to have to look through anybody else's. Say, it's set up by itself for you. (laughs) 
They're going to say, we've been waiting on you. They're going to say, we created this position just for you. They're going to say, where have you been? All 2021, we've been looking for you. Somebody say, my gift is ready. Y'all excuse me, but I hear that thing loud in the spirit. Open up your mouth, please. If you believe that this month, God's got some gifts set aside for you. Can you open your mouth, please, another time? Shout, my gift is ready. Here's today's gift. It's this message. Every message is a gift to you. Here's today's. You're about to move past the pandemic. Pay attention. I know some of y'all are thinking, well, Bishop, they're saying that we got Omicron, and they're saying we got this and that and the other. And I appreciate what they say. As a matter of fact, we celebrate uh, all of the healthcare workers and the health professionals and the doctors. Come on, seriously. Can we celebrate those who they didn't get a break? Can we celebrate those who they had to stay on their assignment because somebody's life depended on their assignment? Somebody's life depended on them showing up. Let's celebrate them. That's your first shout. But here's your next shout. But for you, it's time to move past the pandemic. You better hit me in this building and online. Somebody say, it's time to move past the pandemic. When the pandemic began, the Lord gave me an assignment. He said, son, I want you to remain consistent. He said, because everything is about to change for everybody. And they need to see somebody consistent. They need to see something that they can count on. And not once during the pandemic did you see me miss a beat. Every Sunday, I preached live twice before the pandemic. I preached live twice during the pandemic. I was live on Wednesdays, and we continued to be live on Wednesdays. We respected the reduction in the number of people we could have in the building. But the Lord says, son, keep giving what you've been given because I need your stamina to stay up. Why? Because when you come out of this pandemic, you're about to take off. I'm so glad you didn't slow down during the pandemic because, baby, you're about to take off. I need you to elbow somebody next to you and make sure you sit next to the right one. Somebody say, we're about to take off. I... This is why God didn't give you a break during the pandemic. This is why God didn't let you slow down during the pandemic. Why? He said, because as soon as the world opens, I don't need you walking. I need you to be able to. And you're about to run into your future. And guess what? Baby, I took a peek at your future. And your future looks a whole lot better than. So my first assignment was to do this. He says, son, teach my people to prosper in the midst of the pandemic. And so every series was designed for you to maximize the time that you were in. And what's amazing to me is the people connected to Harvest did just that. Now, don't get it twisted. Prosperity is bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. It's bigger than money. Prosperity is the Hebrew word shalom, which means nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, and all is well. I am astounded by the number of testimonies that have come in from people that are connected to harvest. Watch me. That didn't go down during the pandemic. Matter of fact, their only praise report, watch me, their only report is a praise report. Because during the pandemic, business went up, spirituality went up, prayer went up. Watch me. Their money went up. Their debts went down. The only thing I can say about coronavirus is it was good for. You better open your mouth and say it was good. It was good. It was good. David said it like this. It was good that I was afflicted, that I might learn your word. In other words, watch me. I understood the assignment and I got it done. That's your second shout of this message. Why? You prospered during the pandemic. Go. 
If anything good happened for you in the pandemic, you ought to praise him. If anything good happened for you online, you ought to put praise emojis on the screen. Why? They said you were supposed to go down, but you went up. Your income went up. It didn't drop. I... Come on, somebody say, I prospered in the pandemic. I... Mm-mm, you next, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. When you say that, somebody on your row ought to pop up like popcorn. Why? Because when you do good, they're excited about it. Because Harvest, we are a church that supports one another. We're a church that speaks life into one another. And it's not us versus anybody. It is us versus yesterday's version of ourselves. Matter of fact, I'm so excited about your future. My next praise ain't for me, it's for you. Go. 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 Go, Facebook. Go, YouTube. Go on the app. Go on the website. I'm excited about you. Say, I prospered in a pandemic. They said you were supposed to be sad, but you know what? You finally found a reason to live during the pandemic. Churches were going down. Guess what, Horace? We went up in every single way in both years of the pandemic. 2020 and 2021 have been record-breaking years for us. Somebody say that God be the glory. Now, my next assignment is that it's time for you to move past the pandemic. God says, I prospered you in it. Now it's time for you to move past it. Somebody say, move past the pandemic. Now, now this does not mean, that, that this does not discount all of what happened because lots of things happened. There was a lot of death that was around you. Come on, there was a lot of death that was around you there, there there was a lot of there was a lot of changes uh, you, you you got watch me somebody brought me these today and in, in, in honor of the word that was given on wednesday give people their flowers while they're living and but when i saw them, i said put them out there on that stage i'm gonna use them as a prop because here's the thing about a rose it looks beautiful up there but when i start digging down here there's thorns mm. Pay attention. Here's what's amazing is that the pandemic, it was like a rose because there were some thorns, but the thorns did not supersede. How? In other words, I had to go through some rocky patches, but baby, when I look at the final product, I... Somebody say, it's like a rose. It's like a rose. You never thought in your wildest imagination that in America we were going to be wearing masks? This was something only reserved for Asian countries. This is something that was only reserved for people overseas. You never thought you'd see people on TV shows with face shields on. Looking like something out of a sci-fi movie. You, you never thought you'd see people that were on ventilators. You never thought we would see what we saw, yet we saw it. And watch me. And God says, and you survived it. You survived the roughest year and a half really going on two years in the last hundred years of human history let me see if i can let me see if i can put the statistics up for you i want to shout so to get here on the earth pay attention you had to beat another million sperm to get to the egg which means since you you better hear me since you got here you've been stronger than watch me than everything else that could be around you. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. If any other sperm had fertilized that egg, you would not be here. You know what messes me up about you? Is why you tripping over one person when you already beat a million just to get here. You was a strong swimming little thing and you made sure that nobody else got there. Watch me, you beat a million before you ever took your first breath. you somebody next to you say, I'll beat a million before I took my first breath. 
I need you to stop sleeping on yourself. I need you to stop playing yourself like a cheeseburger, baby. When you are, y'all ain't gonna say nothing. When you a whole Big Mac, what are you saying to me? You beat a million just to get here. Let me set it up for you again. After everything you've been through in life, after everything that you've been through in life, you know people that went through less and are crazy. You know people that went through less and they ain't thinking about the Lord. The other day, the other day I was jogging. And when I was jogging, I walked past somebody that, um, that, uh, uh, that I used to know uh, uh, several years ago. And I walked past him and, and I had to double take. I said, no, they own that stuff. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. You ain't hear what I'm saying. The Lord let me see them. Why? Not to look down because I prayed. Not, not to look down. The Lord let me see them. He said, I needed you to see why I got them out of your life. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Well, watch me. For some of y'all, you, you have beat some statistics that should have made you crazy. You, you wanted a relationship that God said, if you stay with them, this is what you're going to be. I... So you beat a million to get here. And then when you got here, you've beaten everything that you've gone through. You know what? You look like a survivor to me. I... Facebook, you look like some survivors on that chat. You look like some survivors on that YouTube and then we hit coronavirus pandemic and over 5 million people's lives are ended within 14 to 30 days for most. But you, even if you did get it, the Lord said, uh-uh, death back up. Oh my God. And God says, I still have a pulse in you because I still have a plan for you. It's not over. Here's your next shout of the message that you've just survived the worst two years in the last hundred years of human history. Just the voices, go. That's all you got? He kept you. Even if you got the virus, he kept you. He got you back up. You watch other people die, but you're living. You watch other people die on ventilators, but God spoke. He breathed. He breathed. He breathed. He breathed. He breathed life into your life. You owe him a praise. And now God says, it is time for you to move past the pandemic. Jesus prophesied this pandemic. Let me show it to you. Matter of fact, you need to know pandemics aren't new. They're all throughout the scripture. They're all throughout the Bible. And Jesus prophesied. Look at Luke 21, 11. He says, there will be violent earthquakes. Pay attention. Pay attention to the sequence. On the screen, you can see this chart. And it shows us that, watch me, the increase of earthquakes. Pay attention. It shows in 2019, 13,530. 2020, 13,654. 2021, which is still in the year, 15,433. You will see that the number goes up and the number goes down. It's like a cascading roller coaster because the Bible says that the earth grumbles. It moans. Watch me. Waiting on the revealing or the manifestation of the sons of God. Let me make that real simple. God says the earth is going to act up until my people stand up. I'm going to try over here because y'all ain't saying it. He said, when you see the earth acting crazy, that is the earth's way of trying to say, girl, when you going to wake up and get your life? Boy, when you going to wake up and get your life? When are you going to start pursuing the things of God? You sleeping giant, you wake up, lay your hands on yourself and say, wake up already. 
God says, I'll shake the earth until I shake you. I'll shake the earth until I wake you up. I'll shake the earth until I get you to respond. I'll shake the earth until you get out of debt. I'll shake the earth until you start serving in church. I'll shake the earth until you get saved. I'll shake the earth until you get up. Then he said, there's going to be, watch me, in various places, famines. And for most people, we're accustomed with famines, and we see famines overseas. You think of the African continent. And I need you to know that the media intentionally portrays Africa a certain way so that you think the continent is in need, when the reality is it is the most prosperous and richest continent on the planet, so much so that God, when he started everything, he started it there. You do know that Israel is on the tectonic plate of Africa. You which that tells you about the people you read about in your Bible, that that was Africa. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. So the imagery that we are presented, the imagery that we are presented is that, is that it's all overseas. America's good. I wanted to show you something different because on the screen you will see that in Mississippi, it's interesting, pay attention to the states. Mississippi, D.C., Nevada, that's me, Louisiana, New York, New Mexico, Florida, Tennessee, North Carolina, Alabama. Those percentages are the percentages of people in those states who are food insecure, which means essentially they live in a perpetual state of famine, wondering where their next meal is going to come from. And while certain states are fighting certain battles, you can't even feed your people. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Do not believe the hype Christians and get caught into wars that aren't real wars, but they're nothing more than political ploys and games to make you think that it's something going on when the reality is you need to start feeding your doggone people. Don't tell me about what's going on in Africa. Don't tell me about what's going on in some foreign country. We can't even feed the people here. But that's why God needs a people called Harvest. Why? Because we will not go to the government to be the answer. God will raise up his people to be the answer. And I need you to look at somebody next to you and tell them, say, you've got the answer. I the Bible says that the government will be upon the shoulders of him. Well, what is he? He is his body. Who is his body? His church. Which means God says the government's going to have to rest on the church. I Don't tell me separation of church and state, baby. We about to bless the state. Y'all. We are about to be the answer in Denver, the answer in Atlanta, the answer across America and around the world. I need you to release a praise that his church is rising. Go. Look at the next thing. Devastating pestilences. That means plagues and epidemics. 5,232,562 deaths as of last Tuesday. I misspoke at the... Uh, uh, 9.15, as of last Tuesday, that many people in the earth perished. Now, now pay attention. You didn't. And for some of you, I need you to be careful. Watch me. Because when there's a lot of death around you, you can begin to take on the spirit of what's around you. And so because you've had a lot of death around you, you can begin to be a dead man walking. And you're in a perpetual state of grief. I need you to fist bump somebody next to you and say, come out of that. Do not take on the spirit of the circumstances that you're surrounded by, or the circumstances that you are in. Instead of complaining, Lord, why is this happening? Instead, say, why didn't it happen to me? You missed it. I'm going to talk over here. I'm coming back. I'm about to get an opportunity. See, most people say, Lord, why is this happening? You're asking the wrong question. The correct question is, God, why didn't it happen to me? Why did you spare me? Why did you keep, 
Why, when other people couldn't make it, all of a sudden, the doctor said, there's people in this building right now. There's people streaming right now where they said, we don't know if you're going to make it. But what did we do? We prayed and said, death, back the hell up. Yep. What are we saying? Go back to hell from where you came from. What? Open your mouth and say, why did he spare me? He didn't spare you so you could walk around being miserable. He didn't spare you so you could walk around with your head down. He didn't spare you so you could be broke, busted, and disgusted. But he's come that you may have life and life more abundantly. And there will be terrible signs, sights, and great signs from heaven. Look at this next thing. Yesterday there was, pick it up, yesterday there was, uh, this happened yesterday. It's on the screen. This happened yesterday. Um, this eclipse. What's amazing about the eclipse, you couldn't see it from America. You could only be a certain place in the world in order to see the eclipse. And for some of you, pay attention. The, the sign in the heavens, as the scripture said, you got to remember 2,000 years ago when they're seeing these different things, their only explanation is spiritual. Their only explanation is this is, this, is, this is something supernatural because the truth is it is. Because, see, what you see on the screen is the moon blocking the sun. Problem! The sun is several times larger than the moon. So how in the world is something so small making me miss something so big? Let me help some of y'all. Watch me. Watch me. Here's been your pandemic. You've been letting something small block what's big. I You've been letting small people, small situations, small disagreements. I rebuke you blowing up over a small disagreement. I rebuke you blowing up your ship because there was a small hole in it. Open your mouth say, I won't let small black was big. Big things popping, baby. Little things stopping. But let them stop for that last take. I need you to lay your hands on yourself and say, focus on the big picture, baby. You sitting here looking at the moon and missing the sun. You're looking at something small and you're missing the big picture. You're looking at one person that ticked you off and now you're mad at the world. I wish a ninja would. You, you had one issue with somebody at church and now you're talking about, I don't know if I'm coming back. You better get your behind back in this building. You better get back on this street. You don't let something small interfere with something so big. Ooh, and God's biggest for 2021 is happening for you this month. <laughs> I have to go by myself evidently. Please pay attention. I have to go by myself evidently. Somebody say his biggest for me in 2021 is happening this month. Why did that eclipse happen yesterday? The four. Four means creativity in, 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 in scripture. Pay attention. God says, I'm getting creative with what I'm about to do for you. You can't Google this, I'm about to create this. You can't YouTube this, I'm about to create this. Matter of fact, when you look at it, you're gonna say, how in the world is this happening? I, I got a call this week, and they said, Bishop, well, you know, uh, they asked me some questions, they said, well, what we're gonna do is create this for you. In other words, we don't normally do this, but we're gonna create this for you. Because when you start focusing on the big picture, and the big thing, instead of letting the small thing block the big thing, God says, I'm about to get creative. I know you're probably tired of talking to your neighbor, but baby, I need you to speak fight, lay faith into them and life into them because this is going to be a mind-blowing month for them. Can you just elbow them or fist bump them and say, God's about to get creative. 
You're going to be like, how in the world did this even happen? This doesn't make any sense. I, I, all I did was send one email and this opportunity opened. All I did, I applied for this job, but they gave me one better. I, I wanted this house, but they gave me one better. I, I only wanted one house in one city. And here I am, got multiple properties in multiple cities. I only wanted a single family residence. And now you're about to be a landlord. You, if you don't put a prayer. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus prophesied this. And look what he says. Verse 12. They will lay their hands on you. So pay attention. He says, during the pandemic, this was going to happen. Are you with me? He says, there will be pandemics. And he says, during the pandemic, here's what's going to happen. They will lay their hands on you. You're going to deal with unwanted change. Change will be forced and thrust upon you. You can't go here. You can't do this. We never thought that we would be living under mandates. When, when they said curfew, I said, for who? We never thought. I said, I'm a whole grown man. Are you trying to tell me I got to go home by a certain time? I walked out on my balcony just to say, I'm out here. What y'all going to do? Come on my balcony? Good luck. Getting through security. Listen. <laughs> well, that's me. Pay attention. This is unwanted change. It's going to be thrust upon you. Everything changed. You went from simply being a parent to being a parent, principal, dean, lunch lady, paraprofessional. You had your little clipboard outside with your kids at resource. Somebody, all right, at recess. Somebody, y'all stop. All of a sudden, you went from going to an office to rolling over and opening your laptop. Some of y'all said you still do it. <laughs> Only time you get dressed up is to come to church. Because <laughs> going to work, you tell me, look, for what? All they're going to do is see my face. And you be putting up that senior picture. You 44 putting up your senior picture on Zoom. <laughs> Say unwanted change. Wave at me if you dealt with some unwanted change during the pandemic. But pay attention. Jesus said this was going to happen. Why does he tell us this? He says, because I don't need my people acting brand new. Translation, I don't need my people acting scared in the pandemic as if I'm not going to prosper them in it. And then once I'm over it, move them on from it. Let me tell you what God's word is for you. God says, I'm over this pandemic for you. We're about to move past this pandemic. Please lay your hands on yourself one more time. Say, I'm moving past the pandemic. And they will persecute you. Here's what happens next in the, in the, in the, in the pandemic. You're going to deal with overwhelming hostility. What does this mean? It's going to feel overwhelming when you see how people are hostile toward you. Hands up or wave at me if you dealt with some hostility. Watch me. And it came from people that you were like, you doing this? You're acting like this? You're hostile toward me? You got the nerve to start something? Man, we're in the middle of a pandemic and you got the nerve to start something with me. People are acting crazy with you. People doing crazy stuff. Jesus says, you're going to deal with unwanted change and overwhelming hostility. Look at the next thing. Then he says, then he says this. He says, there will be a, but this will be a time and an opportunity for you to testify about me. So he says, in the midst of this pandemic, I'm about to give you opportunity. This is why we've seen many people come to the Lord during the pandemic. Why? Because God says, I need you to testify about me. Your testimony just isn't your mouth and what comes out of your mouth. Here's your testimony. It's the way you live. Pay attention. Other people are getting their cues from you. 
Your coworkers have been getting their cues from you. This is why even if they work your last nerve, you got to remember this is your opportunity to testify in your mouth and with your actions. Open your mouth, say I'm a testimony. But look at the next part. It's also an opportunity for you. Go back. It's also an opportunity for you. Pay attention. God says, I will create opportunity for you where other people see opposition, which is why in the world we've seen more millionaires and billionaires created during the pandemic. But can I tell you, this isn't new, because if you go back 100 years, people like Madam C.J. Walker in the pandemic became millionaires. Middle section. Keep being quiet. I'm going to throw this mic at you. Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Here she was, an African-American woman during the time of a pandemic where she was treated second class because she was a woman and she was a black woman. But she said, wait a minute, this is my opportunity. I need you to thank God that God's given you opportunity even in the midst of a pandemic, which means everybody else might be going down, but I'm going all the way up. I need you to look over at somebody and say, you going all the way up. You ain't saying it like I said it. Tell them, say, you going all the way up. Come on, prophesy to our church. Say, we going all the way up. I rebuke lack. I rebuke debt. I rebuke bondage. I rebuke oppression. Everybody connected to harvest, God says, I'm giving you opportunity. So that even through your words and your life, it'll be a demonstration. See, for some of you, watch me, you're so much a better version of yourself. And it happened in the pandemic. Because all of a sudden, now you got more time to you. Which means you were spending a bunch of time fixing other people's problems. But in the pandemic, you started fixing you. Middle section, middle section, this section over. Y'all, play with me if you want to. Play me if you want to. Singers, play me if you want to. God says, I shut the world down so you can finally deal with your own issues. Y'all gonna do this? I shut the world down so you weren't worried about Lottie Dottie and everybody. But I shut the world down so you'd have time to deal with yourself. So you'd have time to fix your own issues. You'd have time to look at the man or the woman in the mirror and ask them to change their ways. Say, he gave me opportunity. And here's what I just heard the Lord say. Say, an opportunity still here. I heard him loud and clear, 1115. Say, opportunity still here. Call my phone. Call my phone. Uh-uh, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Hold on, hold on, let me take it off. Do not disturb. No, you got to do that because people be calling me on Sunday morning. I'm like, what are you calling me for? You know exactly where I'm at. And I get a whole attitude when they do it too. I'm like, when I call them back after church, I'm like, what? You knew where I was. I forgot. Take your Some of y'all confused. I'm prophesying. Your phone's about to ring. And on the other end is an opportunity for you. Open your mouth, please. Say, opportunity is opening for me. 
Watch me. Look at this next one. Look at this next one. He says, for, uh, verse um, uh, 14, he says, so make up your mind not to prepare beforehand to defend yourselves. So God says, during the pandemic, I need you to fight different. Don't stop fighting. Just let's fight different. See, pre-pandemic fight, you fought to defend you. Pandemic and post-pandemic fight, God says, let me handle that. Because your only fight is going to be with yesterday's version of yourself. This is why during the pandemic, watch me. God says, don't clap back. During the pandemic, God says, uh-uh, don't do that. God says, I need you to only fight with yesterday's version of yourself. Because during the pandemic, I'm going to begin to fight for you. Come here. In other words, watch me. Here it was. Here it was. You were fighting your enemy, fighting your enemy. Here's what God says. I'm going to, since I didn't give you armor for your back, I'm about to have your back. And I'm. In other words, God says, you focus on what's ahead of you. And I'm going to handle what's behind you. You focus where you headed. I'm going to handle who was trying to hate on you. You focus where you're going. And I'm going to handle who lied on you. You focus where you're going. Somebody said, he's got my back. I. That's why he didn't give you any armor for your back. The Bible says that we have the spiritual armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel, the shield of faith. He does not give you uh, anything for your back. Why? Because God says, let me get that for you. And your only assignment, somebody said, I understood the assignment. Your only assignment is not to turn and fight me. Your only assignment is to fight what's ahead of you. Watch me. Look, look, look. This next part. This next part. He says, he says, don't defend yourself. He says, decide that in advance. Now, let me be very practical. This doesn't mean that you don't state facts. This doesn't mean that, that, that you don't handle business. This just means, listen, I'm not losing sleep over this. <laughs> Watch me. And I'm not going to quit because of this. And I'm not throwing in the towel because of this. Matter of fact, I heard the Lord because tomorrow at 1147, God's about to shut down who's been giving you hell on your job. I don't know who that's for, but I heard the Lord right there. I'm telling you when it's going to happen. 1147. Then look what he says. Here's what he's saying. Decide not to worry. He says, decide not to worry. So that's the decision. Because worry is easy. Worry is so easy. Oh, my God, what's going to happen when I leave the building? Oh, my God, what's going to happen when I do here? Oh, my God, what's going to happen with this? Worry is dumb, though. Come on, say, say it's dumb. Because worry doesn't fix anything. And worry and problem solving are cousins, but they're distant cousins. What do you mean? See, they only see each other at family reunions and stuff. Okay? What do you mean? This is important to understand because, because I need to solve a problem, which means I can't run from the problem. Worry says, but I'm going to sit up and be concerned about the problem, but never solve it. See, they're closely related, but they're not the same. So you can think you're solving a problem when really all you're doing is worrying. <coughs> it was somebody next to you say, stop worrying. Say all things. Tell them are working together for your good. Say, you're going to be all right. Uh-uh, I need you to say it. Just I didn't say all right. I need you to say it just like I said it. So you're going to be all right. And that's a decision. That's a de Well, what about Omicron? Well, the lame Lord that kept me through Alpha. You do know Omicron is the 15th letter of the Greek alphabet. So listen, all we heard about is original, Delta, and Omicron. So what happened to the other ones? The same God that kept you through the ones you didn't know about? 
It's the same God that's going to keep you through the one they got on the news. I don't care. Get, get to, get to, uh, uh, I'll forget to Omega if you need to, but my position is I will not worry. Open your mouth, please. Say, I will not worry. I'm not saying be reckless. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is I ain't even be worried. I remember when it came on the news and like, breaking news. There's a new variant out of South Africa. Well, y'all, okay, and then y'all told us two weeks later, then y'all told us two weeks later, or, or, or the day later, well, they, it was already in Europe. So you want to shut travel down to South Africa, but you ain't shut travel down to Europe, which tells me this ain't about safety. Y'all got an agenda. I, all I'm trying to tell you is, watch me, unless the Lord keeps you, 1115, you can't be kept. And the same God that's kept you since March 2020 is the same God that's going to get you to March 2022, 2032, 2042, 2052, 2062, 2072. Shout, same God. It's not worrying. I'm not. Not. What are they saying about the housing market? What you worried for? Well, they talking about the jobs market. Let them talk. You do know pandemics are all throughout the scripture. Jesus prophesied this. And what's amazing is that when the children of Israel went through a pandemic, the Bible says that there were 10 plagues that hit, um, that hit back to back to back. That's a pandemic that hit the land of Egypt. But you know what's amazing is God says, but where God's people live, they lived in a place called Goshen. Uh -huh. Goshen, watch me, the pandemic affected everything around them. But where they were, the pandemic couldn't hit. So when it was dark in Egypt, the Bible says, but there was light over there in Goshen. Let, let me see if I can show you this. While it was dark in Egypt, there was light over there in Goshen. You're going to get it in a minute. While it was dark in Egypt, there was light over there in Goshen. You'll catch it. While it was dark around others, there was light on where God's people were. Which means, somebody said, I choose not to worry. It's a choice. Because even post the pandemic, God, God says, I'm going to use this to deliver my people, pay attention, out of 430 years of bondage. Which means there's a correlation between pandemics and purpose. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Say there's a correlation, there's a correlation. between pandemics and purpose. <laughs> After 10 plagues hit Egypt, we don't know over what time period. We just know 10 plagues hit Egypt. After 10 plagues hit Egypt, it's a pandemic. Say pandemic. Then all of a sudden, one night, Pharaoh says, come here, Moses. And he releases them for 430 years. And the Bible says, God's people, say that's us. They plundered the Egyptians. Hear me, Christians. I need you to stop talking about I don't need it. If they got it for you. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Anything you got that I qualify for, come up off of it. Truth be told, for some of us, you owe us back pay. Y'all ain't gonna say, for some of us, you owe us 400 years of back pay. So I, I'm gonna need you to come up off my money. Say, I choose not to worry. There's a correlation between pandemics and purpose. So pay attention to this next thing, verse 15. For I will give you skillful words and wisdom which none of your opponents will be able to resist or refute. God says, during the pandemic, I'm going to make you wiser. 
You do recall a couple months ago, I took you through a whole series called Proverbs to make you. But God says, I'm going to make you wiser. Who can tell the truth that you are wiser now than you were before the pandemic? Watch me. And here's what God says. You're going to be so wise that the people who oppose you can't disagree that you're wiser. Let me prove it to you. There are people that knew you pre-pandemic and they're looking at this post-pandemic version of you. Watch me. And the truth is they may not like it, but they can't deny the new version is better. They said, you acting funny, but they can't deny I'm better. They said, you acting brand new, but they can't deny you better. They said, you got over there in that church and you acting different, but you can't deny I'm better. You talking about you living for God, but you can't deny I'm better. You talking about you giving God glory, but you can't deny I'm better. We used to hang out and run the streets and now you run the church, but you can't deny I'm better. You can't deny I'm better. You can't deny I'm Some of your own family talking trash about you, but they can't deny you are better. Look, look, verse 16, but you will be betrayed. Betrayal can only happen for people that you know. He says, but you will be betrayed and handed over. In other words, here's what's going to happen. People will trade you in. And what's amazing is that you, you, because of your mercy, have held on to people who should have been traded. But your mercy decided to invest more. I'm from, I can preach this. You, 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 you held on to what should have been traded, but your mercy made you hold on to certain people. Watch me. But the Bible says during the pandemic, you're going to experience two things, betrayal. Who's experienced betrayal during the pandemic? You can only be betrayed by somebody you know and love. See, an enemy can never betray you because the role of an enemy is to oppose me. I can only be betrayed by one that I expected to be loyal. I can only be betrayed by one I expect to be consistent. I can only be betrayed by one that I gave you 100, so I expected 100. He says, this is going to happen. When is it going to happen? During the pandemic. And you're going to be handed over. Here, watch me. My parents and brothers and relatives and friends. Pay attention to even how the Bible makes the distinction between family and relatives. Family means we're headed in the same direction. Relatives means we share common ancestry. Don't confuse the two. Family may not be related to you. Watch me. You may be white. Your family may be black. You may be black. Your family may be You're like one of them, uh, what's the cone at McDonald's? What's it got the two? Twist cone. What's it called? Swirl. I don't know. I don't do fast food, but all right. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Your family may be people that you just met during the pandemic. But your relatives may be people that you grew up with. Because if we're not headed in the same direction, we're not family. Let me give you scripture to back this up. Jesus' mother and brother, they come to him while he's preaching on his assignment, and they try to get distract him. Pay attention. They try to distract him. Pay attention and try to distract him. Say they distracted him. Watch me. They say, get Jesus. Tell him we need to talk to him. Let me tell you how you know what, whether or not somebody is, is with you or against you. If you're trying to distract me when you know I'm in the midst of my assignment, see, look out for all the people who be texting you while they know you at church. Why are you even sending me this? You know what I'm doing, and watch me. All you're trying to do is get my attention off of the word which, and get it on you, which makes you a witch because that's manipulation. And manipulation and witchcraft are the very same thing. You're doing it to try to get my attention off of the Lord and get it onto you. Y'all ain't going to talk, but I feel like preaching. So they said, they said to him and say, hey, get Jesus. Tell him to come here. And Jesus gets a whole attitude because they run up to him. And they run up to him like, hey, Jesus, uh, your mom and them out there to talk to you. Here's the first thing. Why weren't they in the meeting he was in? 
Some of you need to catch a clue. There are certain things you can't bring blood into. I know you want to have a dynasty and you want to live like Dallas and all of that. And these, 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 some of y'all, these old shows. Who know, who know about dynasty and Dallas? And, okay. All my millennials are like, Dallas? Why are we going to Dallas, bitch? It's like, it's okay. It's okay. It's a show. Google it. I know you want that. But Jesus said, I can't trust some of my blood. I can't trust them with my mission. Because I understand the assignment, but they don't. For some of y'all, you keep trusting people that you think you should be able to trust, but, but they don't understand the assignment. I need you to elbow somebody next to you and say, be careful who you trust. Because blood is not thicker than water. That's not Bible. Because you let that water sit for a while, it's thick as all get out. This is, I'm just giving you Bible. Just giving you Bible. So, so, so what happens? Jesus' mom and their brothers, and they say, hey, Jesus, come get him. Jesus gets a whole attitude. Jesus is like, who is my mother and my brothers? Then he points to his 12, and he said, this is my mother and brother. What did he do? He redefined family versus relatives. He said, whoever does the will of my father, this is my mother and my brother. Why did Jesus do that? Because he needed to make sure that they knew you're not stopping me. Because let's be honest. In the, if you read the Bible, where did most opposition come for people? Moses, Miriam and Aaron, brother and sister. Joseph, his brothers. You'll catch it in a minute. You'll catch it in a minute. Jesus' own brother said he crazy talking about he God in the flesh. Just because, watch me, sometimes because they grew up with you, they'll try to keep you with the where they saw you grow up. See, because y'all used to run together in the streets, they kind of keep you in the streets. But you need to learn how to tell some people, yeah, we grew up there, but I grew. You missed it. We grew up there, but I grew up. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. They try to take you back to the club. Yeah, we grew up there, but I grew up. They try to take you back to dysfunctional relationships. We grew up there, but I grew up. So look what he says. Look what he says. He says, watch me. He says, uh, uh, you'll be betrayed and handed over even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends. So here's what happened. COVID exposed and exploited what was already weak. See, there's this term called pre-existing conditions. And here's what it is. COVID, for many people, um, when it attacked the body, if there was an underlying condition, it exploited what was already weak. I need you to pay attention. So the natural, so the spirit. What COVID did, watch me, in your life was that it simply exposed and exploited what was already weak. Coronavirus didn't destroy your family. Your family was never strong. Coronavirus didn't destroy your marriage. Your marriage was never strong. Coronavirus didn't destroy your friendship. She was never a friend. Who am I talking to today? Coronavirus did not destroy anything. All it did was show this is what you're really dealing with. And God says, I'm going to pull the covers back so you can see what it is. And then you know what you need to do. And I'm so excited that you're about to move past this pandemic. It revealed everything that was weak. It showed you everything that was weak. It showed you every, all the way around. All the way around. There are people who you were like, no, nah, that person's strong. And then all of a sudden you were like, if this punk. Come on, let's be honest. When I say punk, I mean, I mean run from battles instead of run to battles. How many of you, you thought some people around you were like warriors and gladiators. And coronavirus said, and you were like, if this punk. So watch me. All you do is bark, but you don't bite. 
And I'm so glad you sit next. Come on, let's go, y'all. You sit next to somebody that's got a bark and a bow wow wow yippee yo yippee yay. Bow wow yippee yo yippee yay. Baby, I can bark and bite. I can back up what I say. Elbow somebody next to you and say, You're sitting next to a gladiator. Go. Look, they'll put some of you to death. They'll put some of you to death. Lots of things died during coronavirus and Please don't hear this message as insensitivity to those of you who perhaps lost someone. Do, do not hear it as insensitivity. But when Moses, the leader of the Hebrews, died, for 40 years he led them out of Egyptian bondage. And he got them right up to the promised land and couldn't take them in. Hear me. There are certain people that you wanted to hold on to. But their only assignment was to get you to the. I need you to hear me. I need you to hear me. Because some of you even said, some of you even said, let me go here. Some of you even said, you said, you know, Lord, it doesn't make sense. Why did this person and why did this person and this person was a prayer warrior and this person loved you? Am I talking to anybody? Let's be real. And then, can I tell you, what if they had fulfilled their assignment? The Bible says that our days are numbered, which means we have a certain number of days in the earth to fulfill our assignment. And while you're saying it was too soon, God says right on time. Because watch me, for many of them, their only assignment was to get you to a certain stage because they're like a Moses. They needed to get you to where you needed to be. And then once they did that, they can say, watch me, here's the baton, now you run. You better hear me for every person where you are dealing with grief. I hear you, Lord. When you're dealing with grief because somebody had to pass, because somebody had to go, let me tell you, they fulfilled their assignment in the earth, and I need you to celebrate their life and not stay stuck in their death and grief. I rebuke the spirit of grief right now. Open your mouth and worship God for five seconds. Go. Five. Four. Three. Two. One, somebody say they fulfilled their assignment. Moses gets them to it. And when Moses passes away, they mourn for 30 days. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. How long you gonna mourn? How long you gonna mourn? How long you gonna mourn? Not just the person, how long you gonna mourn the relationship? It's dead. How long you gonna mourn the friendship? It's dead. And while you're sitting up trying to, listen, this is a ventilator, not a defibrillator. You're trying to bring life to maybe it needed to die in that form. Oh, my God. Why? So that, watch me, so that the next stage of it can be better. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You're so addicted to what it was, you're missing what it could be. Who am I talking to today? Watch me. They say, they, say, they say Moses is dead. 40 years. For 40 years he has led them. For 40 years he sat on that seat. For 40 years they went to him. For 40 years they saw him go in and out amongst the people. And then God says, all right, you all have 30 days to mourn. Let me see if I can say it another way. You have one more month to mourn. 
And then he says, at the end of that 30 days, he says, you've been here long enough in your state of grief and mourning. Then he tells them, turn north. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. You have one more month. Whatever tears you're going to cry, cry them this month. Whatever sadness you're going to have, I need you to get that out this month. Because it's time for you to move past the pandemic. Look at somebody next to you. Say, say, you have one more month to move past this pandemic. Say, you have one more month to mourn. Say, watch me. Say, here's how you're going to honor what had to go. You're about to live. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I feel some of y'all's strength returning. I feel some of y'all's focus returning. It's in the atmosphere, in the building and online. Excuse me. Come on, open your mouth, say, I'll live. I'll live. He says they'll put some of you to death. Some will cancel you. Some will cancel you. There's people who cancel you. How many of you, somebody canceled you during the pandemic? Good. Don't renew. I have this rule. I probably shouldn't tell you. Y'all always want me to tell my business. I have this rule. And the rule is real simple. If you threaten to quit me, I'm going to do it for you. If you threaten to be inconsistent with me, I'm going to do it for you. If you threaten not to do what you say you're going to do, I'm not living in no abusive marriage. And by marriage there, I mean whatever it might be. I'm not doing that. So if you make the threat, I'm going to make good on it for you. Because I'm not going to live around your uncertainty. This me. This me. Somebody say this bishop. I, I, I'd rather not have the seat filled than to have half your behind on the seat. Because you got half your booty in, half your booty out. Y'all ain't going to sit there. Help somebody next to you say, no, don't say this. Never mind. You already know. I pray you have people that are all in. Why? So even if we face a road bump, I know you all in. Even if we face a challenge, I know you all in. You don't need people in your car that got the door open on the highway. I, ah. He says, some people are going to cancel you. There's going to be death around you in multiple ways. He said, this is going to happen during the pandemic. pandemic. But look, here's, here's your next shout. Oh, no, no, if I get you to this shout, I got to get some more, some more news. It ain't bad news. It's just news. Verse 17. Uh, you're going to be continually hated because of your association with my name. Isn't it funny how when you was running with people and doing all kind of crazy stuff that they didn't have nothing to say to you? And then when you started doing right by the Lord, when you started coming to church, when you started serving, when you started doing right, all of a sudden now they got something to say. And if they can't find any legit reason, they just make up stuff. You're going over to that church for that man. What are you talking about? You don't shut your trifling, crazy, yandabashaya. 
Oh, ninja. Ain't even a good ninja, just a dusty ninja. <laughs> Come on. You ever met a, a broke, busted, disgusted ninja? Just a trifling ninja. A no good ninja. Oh, buster ninja. The Lord is keeping my tongue. Listen. Let's just be real. Jesus Christ said some people act like pigs and dogs. So, look at me. He says, during the pandemic, you're going to get some new haters. We're almost done with everything. He says, you're going to get some new haters. How many of you, during the pandemic, you got some new haters? Like, people started having issues with you, and you're like, Like, you be getting messages from people like, what are you talking about? I'm the only one? And your block game got to be on anointed. <laughs> Praise him. Watch me. COVID-infected culture. Loyalty for some people went out the door. Only now do you have people showing up to work talking about, I didn't come to work. You missed it. They're showing up to work, and they don't work. I have had to deal with more issues from people not doing what they're supposed to do during the pandemic. I'm like, you act like you're doing me a favor. This is what you're supposed to do. COVID-infected culture. All of a sudden now, people, don't, people want it to be TikTok stars. Because they can do faux dance moves. <laughs> Y'all knew that one, didn't it? Didn't it? <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Four million views? But What? Man, bye. You got people with no talent thinking they good now. Y'all. Okay. <laughs> Here's your shout. You ready? I got to go. Here's your shout. Verse 18. Here's your shout. Here's your next shout. But not a hair of your head will perish. God says, I know stuff is going on around you, but you're going to be I. You're not going to let your hair perish. What does that mean? Fire ain't going to kill you? What does that mean? Stress ain't going to have your hair falling out? What does that mean? You're going to be just fine. Open your mouth and say, in the pandemic, I'm just fine. Say, matter of fact, I'm better than fine. Verse 19, by your patient endurance, you will gain your soul. Let me, let me sum up everything Jesus was saying about a pandemic. You ready? You remember where we started? Earthquakes, all that. Remember? Here's what Jesus was saying. Here's what he's saying. If you can make it past this, you can make it past. Here's your celebration. For the rest of your life, if you've never had any other victory, your victory is I made it past the coronavirus pandemic. And if I made it past this, I can make it past anything. If I made it past this, 
I can make it past anything. Please open your mouth and say, if I made it past this, I can make it past anything. If I made it past this, I can make it past anything. Say it again. If I made it past this, I can make it past anything. So here it is. Here it is. Last little piece. Can I get the last piece? His last piece of this. His last piece of this. There's a pandemic that occurred in the scripture um, in 1 Samuel chapter 5. Several pandemics throughout the Bible, but in 1 Samuel chapter 5, there's a pandemic. Say pandemic. So since he's no respecter of persons, if we do what they did to get out of it, then you get out of it. He's a bishop with the world. I don't care about the world. I'm not preaching to them. I'm talking to you. Somebody say, this is for me. When the Philistines, invaders, captured the ark of God, what does the ark of God represent? The ark is sitting right there on the table. There's a replica. It represents the priority, the presence, and the word of God. Say the priority, the presence, and the word of God. See, in there are the Ten Commandments, and then on top of that is what's called the mercy seat, and there are two angels that cover where he's at. And back and forth, all those angels do is say, holy, 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 holy. Watch me. That's all they can say because he's breathtaking. And by the time they catch their breath, the only thing they can do is repeat, holy. The Bible says that the Philistines had captured the ark. Somebody said they captured the ark. And they brought it from Ebenezer to Ashdod, stronghold, oppressor of theft. Pay attention. Something invaded, and this invasion captured the priority, presence, and word of God. Watch me. And it took it from Ebenezer. Ebenezer means the Lord has helped me. So here's where they go from. They go from giving God the glory and say the Lord has helped us, and then they go to this other place where now something's got a stronghold on them. You ever seen somebody that was doing real good? They loved the Lord. His presence was a priority. His word was a priority. And, 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 and he is their priority. And then all of a sudden, they get distracted by something that becomes a stronghold. What's a stronghold? It has control over all three parts of your humanity, your body, your spirit. That's your subconscious mind and your soul. That's your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. So pay attention. Something invaded, and now all of a sudden, his presence, which was a priority, is which was, watch me, a, a, a something they went after. His word was something important. All of a sudden, something has invaded and stolen it. Look on the screen. It means a stronghold, oppressor. What does this mean? You can be free but still be in oppression because oppression is the state of your mind. And for some of you all, watch me, you're not in a bad situation, but because something has stolen his presence, something has stolen him from being a priority in your life, and something has stolen the work. You used to care about what the Bible said. Now you care about what YouTube said. You used to care about what the word said, and now you care about what somebody else is saying about it. So pay attention. When they do this, here's what ends up happening. They bring in the ark from Ebenezer to Ashdod. Then the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it into the house of Dagon and set it up beside Dagon. Bring me Dagon. That's going to be Dagon. Not Taekwon. Dagon. All right, and then watch me. I want you to pay attention to what they're doing. Don't break Dagon. Ripped his head off. Let me preach it though, but that's what you're about to do to every enemy. Excuse me. When that happened, the Lord says, son, this week, there's some heads you're about to rip. I Would you elbow somebody and say, every enemy? Say, this week, there's some heads about to roll. Uh-oh. They shouldn't have messed with you. Shouldn't have started nothing with you. 
You're about to have victory over it. So pay attention. Here we go. So we got Dagon. And pay attention. Um, they have Dagon, and beside him they set the ark. Pay attention. Dagon represents a false god. Let me see if I can say it another way. Your job, your spouse, your money, your relationship, your sexual appetite. Because you love the Lord, except bishop people got needs. You ain't going to send none to me? Uh-uh, I ain't playing with you. You ain't going to send none to me? A substance? A substance? A substance? But some of you want to judge people. Bishop, I don't smoke no dope, but I don't drink no liquor. You just eat too much. So let's not get judgy. Let's not get judgy. Look at somebody next to you say, let's not get judgy. Tell her, let's not. You have a different powder. Yours is called sugar. They set up Dagon beside the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. Now, pay attention. This is significant. Because with this, you would think, watch me. Pay attention. Because for some of you, you've made God so small. And you've made your false God. You set it beside the Lord. So I believe in Jesus and therapy. No, boo. I believe in Jesus and coffee. No, boo. I believe in Jesus and counseling. No, boo. All those are great. Coffee's great. Counseling's good. Therapy's good. But I'll dare you put something beside him. Because to put it beside him is to make it equal. I believe in the Lord and I need this. I believe in the Lord. And God says, I'll dare you put something beside me. Listen to me. It's not Jesus plus something. It's Jesus did it through something or someone. So maybe he used therapy, but he used it. It wasn't therapy that healed you. He used it to heal you. Uh-uh, 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 I ain't playing with you, like 15. Say, Lord, nothing goes beside you. I got scripture. He says, and you shall have no other God beside me. I dare you put your porn next to me. Not judging you. I dare you put your wife next to me as if we're equals. That's what got Adam in trouble. He listened to her like it was me talking. See, y'all don't like this, but I'm going to preach it hard anyhow. How dare you put, watch me, because some of you are like, Bishop, I don't do none of that. Wait a minute, that's you. I apologize, I, I, I didn't see who it was. This is you you put beside God, because you made yourself God. If I don't want to do it, I ain't doing it. I don't care what he said. I don't care what's right. I ain't doing it. I'm just feeling some type of way right now. I'm going through, I'm processing everything. So Windows 95 behind. Still processing we, we clicked print four weeks ago. Still circling. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Say nothing beside him. Let's be honest. And my hand goes up first. Who can be honest that you've at some point put something beside him? My hand goes up first. Those of you whose hands are up, you're lying. So you just did it. So put your hand up now. And we all together. Listen, it was like, I'm going to read the word and this. And that's not to say this is bad. It's just, watch me, is that, but, but the word is first. Some of y'all reading all these books. I read a book a week. You ain't open your Bible. 
You talking to everybody won't hop on prayer for one hour like you're that busy. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're not. You ain't got that much going on. You'd have more fruit if you did. You're not. Oh, God, my filter is gone. Y'all get me out of here so I can eat. I could say anything now. Somebody say, it's not Jesus plus anything. Nothing goes beside him. I can use it as a backup. I can use it as a supplement. But nothing goes beside him. So, so I want you to look at the scripture. Verse 3, they got up early in the morning. Dagon had fallen on his face downward on the ground. Move Dagon on his face uh, um, downward on the ground before the ark of the Lord. So they took Dagon. Watch me. So look, I want you to pay attention. In the morning, Dagon, Raekwon, Stevie, had to bow before the Lord. Because this represents the priority, the presence, and the word of God. So in the morning when they came in, they were shocked because they were like, our source couldn't stand up in the presence of God. See, for some of y'all, the pandemic had to knock your Dagon on its... But here's the problem. They picked him back up and they put him back in his place. And they put him right beside the Lord. They put him right beside the Lord. It's like, oh man, must be some wind came through. See, for some of you, look at me, 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 Levitin. I say this with love. Sometimes we are dense. My hands up. Like we don't get it because we have fallen in love with Dagon. The devil's just trying to attack my knowledge. Or that mark is Dagon. They were just trying to attack my relationship, or you've made an idol out of it. You'll miss church because y'all fighting. Y'all ain't gonna send it to me. Oh, 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 oh. Is this your kids? Because their desires are now equal to the Lord. So if they say they want to do something, you do what they want to do, and you tell God, we'll get to you when we get to you, sir. Y'all ain't got to say amen, but I'm right about it. It's quiet back over here in these last three rows over here. Y'all ain't sending to me. It's no filter, Bishop. <laughs> no filter Sunday. Should have came next week. So they put this mark back in its place. And for some of you, you mistakenly call it a demonic attack when really it was God making it bow. So your counseling failed you so you would bow. Your medicine failed you so you would bow. Y'all not going to talk. Your relationship failed you so you would bow. Your children disrespected you so you would bow. Oh, my God. You ready? I'm almost done. Stay with me. You be all right. I got food cooking for you. I've been in that kitchen all morning cooking for y'all. Look. So now, Dagon falls again. And this time... Now you can take his head off. This time, look at what the Bible says. <laughs> the head of Dagon and both his hands were lying cut off. Only the trunk was left to him. Dagon was like this fish man. He was a merman. 
Pay attention. Pay attention. His head is gone and his arms are gone, which means you can't even reach for this anymore. Who can be honest that there was vices you used to reach to, you can't even reach to no more. Matter of fact, you don't even want to reach to it. When you taste it, you're like, I don't even like the way this tastes anymore. Who? When you get around those people, you're like, I don't even stand being around that no more. So look, I got to finish. I got to finish. I got to finish. So the hand of the Lord was heavy. The hand of the Lord was heavy. The hand of the Lord was heavy against the people of Ashdod, and he terrified them and afflicted them with tumors, both Ashdod and its territory. What does this mean? What does this mean? This is a pandemic because it was Ashdod and the territory. Pandemic. It wasn't just an epidemic. It spread. What does it mean the hand of the Lord was against them? It meant God said, since you want that, I'll move. And now what was coming your way, I won't stop. Because see, see, while you put me, oh my God, while you put me beside Dagon, what you didn't know as I was blocking Dagon, what you didn't know as I was blocking what was coming anyhow, because I'm about to show you mice were spreading their pandemic, and God says what you didn't even realize is I was holding back the hand of the mice so that the mice couldn't spread this thing. But since you want to worship Dagon, I'll move. So it says the hand of the Lord was against them. It literally means God says, do what you want. I'll move. I'll move. It's me plus something. You can have that then. It's me plus something. Try that. Try that. It's me plus something. Do that then. Do that then. Do that. How many of you have ever been in a place where God was like, okay, go on then. And he let you do exactly what you wanted to do. And then later on, you were like, Jesus, why are you letting this happen? He said, I tried to tell you, but you kept putting them back in their place and disrespected my place. Woo! But I'm glad about it on this first Sunday of the last month of this year. You're about to put God back in his place. Say, Lord, I put you back. So look. Verse 7, so the men were looking at how things were. Let's go. The men were looking at how things were, and, 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 and they begin to ask questions. And when they ask questions, they basically say, what needs to change? Here, here's how you're about to move past this pandemic. You're going to ask this question. What do I need to change? Say, what do I need to change? What do I need to change? And, and look, stop talking about, well, so-and-so need to, I don't want to hear about so-and-so. You an expert at what everybody else need to do. Look at the person next to you. Online, you, you can't look at him, but just chat with him. Look at the person next to you and say, this one, f- this one is for you. Say, so what do you need to change? Say, so what do you need to change? What do you need to change? You ready? So they took, they took the ark to two different cities. They're like, we got to get this ark. Watch me. Can I go here? Can I give you this lemon thing? They felt like God was causing them trouble. So in the midst of their pandemic, they took them to another city saying, maybe if I don't do this church thing, if I don't do this serving thing, if I don't do this Bible thing, maybe things will be better. So what they tried to do was get rid of his presence as a solution. Let me help some of y'all, because for some of y'all, you have tried to run from him. Ooh, but you ran to the right place today. 
You ran to the right stream. You ain't watching me by accident. You bet not turn it off either. I got to go to work. Take it to work. You ain't working. I love you. <laughs> Sitting in there calculating. You ain't doing it. I'm just messing. <laughs> so watch me. They ran from him. So where do they go when they run from him? They go to Gath. They're like, take, get God out of here. Taking a gap. What does this mean? God says, now I'm about to put the press on you. Now I'm about to put the press on you. So you, you oh, I, I hear the Lord. He's he like, oh, so you're going to get rid of me? You're going to get rid of me? So now I'm going to put the press on you. What is a wine press? It crushes grapes. What do grapes produce? Grapes produce grape juice. After grape juice, uh, grape juice ferments, it becomes wine. God says, oh, I'm about to put the pressure on, but we're about to make you into a better form than you were. God says, I'm about to shift your form. Oh, my God. He says, I'm about to change you because milk spoils. Wine gets better over time. God says, in the pandemic, I'm about to make you better. Then, then, there, then he goes to Gath, and then the pandemic keeps breaking out. They go from original, and then they go to uh, uh, then Gath Delta. You missed it. They go from, all right. Now, little Debbie, the original is Big Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> then they go to Gath. Then, here, then here's where they go next, Ekron. Ekron means rooting out, extermination, expatriation. This means let's exterminate who you used to be. <laughs> Open your mouth and say, I'm growing, and I'm getting better, and I can't stop now. <laughs> Y'all, I only need three more minutes and we out of here. Say it again. Say, I'm growing and I'm getting better and I can't stop now. I need you to say that so everything trying to stop you knows. Don't try me this week. Don't try me this week. Don't try me this week. I'm growing. I'm getting better and I can't stop now. Verse 12, the men who did not die were struck with tumors. Here's what they say. Here's what they basically say. What? They, this is what they asked. They asked, how do we move past this? They were like, running from God ain't working. Doing our own thing ain't working. I ran from pressure to, to, to extermination. So in other words, he put pressure on me, and then, and then, then he started exterminating things. He put periods where you wanted to put commas. He shut stuff down. You were like, this is promising, and it was promising for two days. Then he exterminated it. I'm just trying to tell you what happens in the pandemic. So they basically say, how do we move past this pandemic? And here it is, this last thing, and we got to go. First Samuel 6 and 5. Are you getting something out the word? He says, so you must take images of your tumors and images of your mice that ravage the land and give glory to the God of Israel. So here's how he says you're going to get out of it. Take an image. Say snapshot. snapshot. Y'all remember the Polaroids? For those of you unfamiliar, a Polaroid camera was a camera wherein you would snap the photo and then immediately it would go and it would give you the photo immediately. Now, the photo, when you first looked at it, you couldn't see what you shot. It took a little shaking before you were able to see the image clearly. Let me see if I can say it another way. God has taken you through a little shaking. 
before you could see the image clearly. You couldn't see it clearly at first. But I dare you to lay hands on yourself and say, but I see clearly now. I, I see clearly why the enemy's been upset. I see clearly why things have been happening. I see clearly. So you must take images of gold. He said, make this valuable of your tumors. Your tumors represent the, that's, that's, the, that's the result of the pandemic. So he says, I need you to take an image of where you went wrong. Write this down. That's literally what he says. He says, don't go through this pandemic with no notes. <laughs> he says, don't go through this. You've been in school. Don't go through this pandemic and don't come out with notes. Then he says, then he says, and images of your mice. This is how their pandemic spread. See, coronavirus, they say, spreads through droplets, particularly when you're speaking, they say. All right? Now, here's what's significant. Say, what's significant, Bishop? The method of spread determines what God wanted to fix. See, for them, it was mice because they kept dirty people around. For coronavirus, God says, your words suck. What you speak, what you speak is a whole problem. What comes out of your mouth, watch me, is filled with virus. Because instead of speaking life, all you do is complain. Instead of speaking life, all you do is say negative. Instead of speaking the word, you speak what you saw on YouTube. And so he said, I need you to figure out where you went wrong. Say, where did I go wrong? How did it spread? Where did I go wrong? How did it spread? Where did I go wrong? How did it spread? Snapshot. Let's go. Where did I go wrong? How did it spread? With me. Where did I go wrong? Uh-huh. How did it spread? Do it with me. Where did I go wrong? Come on, y'all. How did it spread? Snapshot. Snapshot. One more time. Where did it go wrong? How did it spread? Say it. Where did it go wrong? Come on, YouTube. How did it spread? Come on, Facebook. Where did it go wrong? How did it Snapshot. Snapshot. God says, get an image of this so you don't have to go through this again. I shut the world down so you could deal with you. And now it's time to move past this. Because the world is opening. The world is opening. Here's the last thing he said, and we out. And give glory to the God of Israel. God says, you've been, you've been bowing up. Where'd they go? He's still on the floor. He ain't got no body now. His body, yaddy, yaddy, is gone. God says, you put something beside me that I knocked down. I want my glory back. I want my worship back. I want my praise back. Here it is. I want you to be excited like you first were. I want you to be glad that you get to praise me. Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. 11.15, we're going home, but can I get you to give God his glory back? On three, one, two, three, go. God, get your glory back. Come on, everybody in this building, everybody online, give him his glory back. Give him his glory back. Give him his glory back. Glory! Glory! Glory!
Everybody on your feet. Verse 6 says, And why should you harden your heart as the Egyptians and Pharaoh? Look at me. There's some stuff I need you to let go. Because you're holding on to it. And it's time to move past the pandemic. Somebody say, I'm moving past this. What did you reference Pharaoh? Why did Pharaoh's army die? Because they pursued what they should have let go. And some of y'all, you're in pursuit of stuff. God says, let this go. Let this anger go. Let this bitterness go. Let this unforgiveness go. Why are you still mad? Let, I think you better let it go. Somebody say, I let it go. That might be a whole chant right there. Somebody said again, say, I let it go. Come on, say it again, I let it go. Somebody say, I let it go. Come on, let's say it. Come on, say it. Say, I let it go. I'm moving. I'm over it. God's over it. Quiet is just kept. You're over it. If you're in this building or you're online, you're not a Christian, today's your day. I'm going to move quickly because we're a little over time. You need to give your life to the Lord for the first time or recommit yourself to the Lord wherever you're at. In this building or online, today's your day to give your life to him. In the building, when I count to three, raise your hand. Online, do the hand wave emoji and say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you in this building, you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord. Raise your hand. I see you. God bless you. If you need to recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure in the building or online, do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. Everybody pray this with me. I see you. God bless you. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I give you all of me. Nothing goes beside you. See, I learned that because only you could keep me in the midst of this pandemic. I give you all of me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself to the Lord, or you're now sure, text the word decision to the phone number on the screen, 877-552-4746, or scan the QR code. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746, and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. 
Feel the woe with Listerine at BJ's. You can save $2.50 now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location. Experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine. Discount available through December 24th. Save now only at BJ's. 